welcome to episode three of the False 90s podcast. As REM put it in 1987, it's the end of the world as we know it, as coronavirus causes leagues to postpone around the world, with games in England, Scotland and Germany all called off today. We discussed the next steps and what UEFA should call in their emergency meeting on Tuesday. With ne next week's Champions League and Europa League postponed, we have a chance to look back at last week's action, including Klopp's complaining, Mourinho's disaster class, and Andreas Pereira actually scoring a goal. Hibs have announced a huge investment off the pitch in their recent AGM, with big changes coming in the coming seasons, but Ross's men are collapsing on the pitch with disastrous performances against Hearts and Aberdeen in recent weeks. Ah, tell me about it. <laughs> Behind closed doors with me today, we have Marcus and Andy. All right. Hey. You got the coronavirus, guys? Nah, but I've brought um, 40 packets of toilet roll, so we're all good. I have a litre of hand sanitizer. So. Oh, we're all good. Can we just stay in the studio here? Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. just stay in here. Self-isolation. Self Self-isolation. <laughs> Student shops just down the road. Aye, we're good. Yeah, okay, we're good. good, good. We're good here. Uh, well, everything's called off. So no, no Russian, football. We've got the Russian Premier League and the Azerbaijani Premier League still going. Oh, yeah, still okay. kicking. Uh, whoever Zenit are playing, I think uh, they'll lose to Zenit. And that'll be whoever Zenit are playing, they'll lose to Zenit. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know anything about so the Azerbaijani they, League, but I guess... Karabag? Karabag. Oh, that's Karabag, a good shout, yeah. by the way. Russian Premier League. There you go. Asmat Grozny lost two three at home to Dynamo Moscow. Anyway, there's no there's no real football. Well. There's there no real go. football we can talk about though. Unfortunately, we can't talk about the Scottish fixtures. Can't talk about English fixtures. Nothing's on. So because it's all been cancelled due to the coronavirus. So the players who have got it so far is Sampdoria's Manolo Gabbiadini, Hanover's Timo Hubers, Arsenal's Mikel Arteta, the manager, Chelsea's Callum Hudson Odoi, Fiorentina's Dusan Vlahovic. Juventus's Daniela Rugani, uh, three Leicester players are in isolation, as well as one Everton player and five Bournemouth players, including Artur Boric, and then Real Madrid are in self-isolation as one of their basketball players have come up, um, shown signs of coronavirus. England's friendlies against Italy and Denmark later on this month have been postponed, but we don't know about Scotland's UEFA um, Nations League playoff with Israel and then with the winner of Norway versus Serbia later on this month. Um, UEFA have called a emergency meeting on Tuesday to decide what's happening with the Euros, with these Nations League playoffs, and then with the rest of the Europa League and Champions League. So, we've got no football. We've got no football. Yeah. Um, there's, there's. This is completely unprecedented. I think the last time that the leagues called off like this on a worldwide stage was World War Two. World War Two. So, th there's, there's nothing, really to to say. Otherwise. Do we end the leagues here? Do we do we play yeah. the rest of if them? They, if they give us our if they give us the ninth and keep us on the track for ten in a row, they can end the league. That's fine as long as, as, long <laughs> as they give us the title. I'd be for that. My uh, my plan for the Scottish league at least is that you end the season now, where you give Celtic the title. They're what thirteen points ahead. They've deserved it. Really hearts go hearts. down. Heart, really hearts to hearts. go down. Uh, no no complaints United for that. To come up. United to come up. Um, I don't know what you do with the relegation Run the playoffs at the start of next season. That's what I'm going to say. The Scottish Cup games, so us v Hearts and Aberdeen v Celtic, do have it. that Delay start of next, next season. Start of next season um, and the Scottish Cup final have it next season as well, so when you can play football. Well, quadruple, assuming you can play football. Then. Yeah. Well, you're maybe not because we'll win it. But um, Some say Scott Brown's immune to coronavirus. I don't believe that. Um, I think Christian Doidge 
easily could He'd probably, probably get coronavirus, um, yeah. Um, yeah, he could wipe it out if he wanted Lennon's to. Lennon's um, been sapping, it, sapping Scott Brown's blood, giving it all for players. <laughs> I mean, Neil Lennon has come out spirit. and said that... Just give the league title to us, isn't he? So he did, he said, we're 13, clear, give us the league title. Like how Daniel Stendhal came out today and said that he hopes for a fair uh, resolution to it, which basically means, please don't relegate us. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the same way the Premier so League... Gerard's been quiet. In the same way the Premier League is 75% likely, according to reports, that the rest of the league will be cancelled. We don't know if that means it's going to be voided or stopped right here. Um, that means Liverpool might not win their title. <laughs> the, Premier, the Premier League chiefs would have been phoning all the clubs, going around, phoning, phoning Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer saying, how's your squad? And he's just on the phone, <laughs> cancel the league. <laughs> <laughs> and in the same way, uh, I think there was reports uh, I saw on Twitter that um, they have contacted uh, all the clubs, um, the FA have contacted all the clubs in the Premier League, um, and they've asked all the clubs if they want the season voided or not. 18 of the 20 clubs said yes. <laughs> The two that didn't were Liverpool and Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah. So they don't get relegated or... But they've got such a um, Newcastle season. They're just like upper upper bottom half. Yeah. Mm. Steve Ferguson just like... Well, Newcastle were the first to bring in something to deal with it, saying we're not shaking hands in training, that kind of thing. Um... But yeah, there's there's no football. <laughs> this is it's crazy. Um, we've got the uh, midweek fixtures to talk about though, and we've also got the fixtures from last weekend. So yeah, we'll so be, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we don't know what's going to happen with the season. We don't know what's going to happen with anything else. There's no point doing any kind of. Um, there's no point predicting what's going to happen because by the time this podcast comes out, the situation would have changed. We were calling this. On a Friday evening, um, but by the time this call comes out later on in the night, we will the situation would have changed. Something would have happened. We all might be living underground. Yeah, <laughs> everything could have been cancelled. Like football, the sport has been cancelled forever. We don't know what's going to happen. So, um, see if this becomes a proper situation. I'd rather it become a zombie apocalypse. We're still playing it? rugby sevens. So it should become a rugby podcast. Right, <laughs> no, no chance. No, but if this if this becomes like a, a see a zombie apocalypse, that'd be interesting. That'd be like fun. I, I don't want to be trapped. If I'm if I have to choose between being trapped indoors for two weeks or fighting off zombies, I choose the second option. If this mutates, you know, oh, I, so I'd be battering that. Hearts fans. <laughs> hey, uh, I'd be battering. Well, I'm battering uh, Rangers and Hearts fans currently, anyway. Yeah. So, well, they would just turn this out there. podcast into the false zombie podcast, something like that. Anyway. Uh, enough about zombies, um, enough about the coronavirus, because we've all washed our hands, we'll be fine, according to Boris Johnson. Um, we're going to start, end this bit here with a little quiz, um, nothing to do with the coronavirus, but um, which footballer was the first player to score hat-tricks in both the Champions League, Premier League and the FA Cup? The answer from our uh, co-host, uh, Marcus and Andy, will be coming in Ooh. the next part okay so the question was which footballer was the first player to score hat-tricks in the Champions League Premier League and FA Cup guys you got your answers um, I'm gonna take a punt and say Cantona I'm gonna change mine um, Robbie Fowler 
Oh. No, so the I'll give you an extra clue. The other so the, there's three players to have done it. The others are Sergio Aguero and Harry Kane. Oh, so some a mo- modern feat. Ronaldo will have done it. Um, CR7. I don't think he got a Premier League hat trick. Do you want he, oh, Ronaldo. the hints of the the uh, teams that he scored the hat tricks against? Yeah. yeah. So he scored in the Champions League. He scored the hat trick against Besiktas in the Premier League against Burnley and in the FA Cup against Haven and Waterlooville. Is it Danny Welbeck? It's not Danny Welbeck. I'm embarrassed here because I feel like it's a United player and I feel like I should know it. I'll give you a hint, it's not a United it's player. It's not a United player. Okay, that, that I'm a bit less embarrassed. He's played for Liverpool, Chelsea and West Ham. West Ham. I think. Come I think on, you Lions. I think that's all the clubs he's played for. Okay. In, in um, Victor and Moses? <laughs> not really? Victor Moses, but... <laughs> no, uh, come on. He's Israeli. Is Israeli. it? Israeli. No chance. Israeli footballers in the Prem. There's that guy at Brighton. Uh, but I think that's a bit not. recent. Also, I don't think he'd be playing <laughs> I don't, I don't right think he's now. Being I feel like this guy's retired. Uh, I think he is, but I'm not too sure. What What season was it done in? Uh, I didn't buy that down. Do you want the answer, guys? Yeah. Yossi Benayou. Oh, of course. Oh man, <laughs> I was thinking it, it's got to be like Wayne Rooney or Ronaldo or something. I, I told you before that, this the podcast started oh. that um, it was going to be a tough, yeah, a tough one. Wow. Um, so midweek we had the Champions League and Europa League action. We had uh, Atletico Madrid knocking out Liverpool. We had uh, Leipzig knocking out Tottenham, <laughs> and we had some Europa League action as well. Um, some freaky results in there as well. Uh, See, we're talking about fighting off zombies. We just copy Leverkusen because they did a number on the Rangers, you know. Well, a good, good result. Leon they, Bailey was, it, was unstoppable, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah Channeled his inner Odson Edward for <laughs> <laughs> that finish. <laughs> we'll start with Atletico Madrid versus Liverpool, or Liverpool versus Atletico Madrid. Klopp came out oh. after the game and um, basically just complained. Uh, what, what do we think about, about uh, complaining? He lost, lost 3 2. In that second leg to Atletico Madrid, goals um, from Marcos well, Llorente. So Sean Dyche did that. Like, say, for example, two seasons ago or someone, Roy Hudson, Crystal Palace beat Man City in the Premier League yeah. and ended their big long winning run, right? Mm. And um, it was like 18 games then. And Roy Hudson was called a tactical genius for masterminding this defensive masterclass against City, right? So why, when Simeone does it against Klopp, is Klopp branding him an anti-footballer? Like... Saying, with all those players, why would you play like that? I mean, to be honest, as long as it wins you games, then go and do it. Then exactly. Like, they it's scored the goals as well. It's like, a knockout. They scored three. They scored more goals scored, than Liverpool. They scored yeah. four goals, yeah. yeah. Four goals over two times. They legs, well yeah. deserved it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't see why Klopp's uh, complaining. It was really. an enjoyable match. Like, I watched it on the telly. It was no, no, there was, wasn't anti-football. It was counter-attacking football. Exactly, yeah. That's, that's the way that Atletico Madrid have, have It's the way played Liverpool under played under Rodgers. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what got them to almost a league title. Yeah. Yeah. See, Liverpool's style of play is based on uh, risk. So they like to play out from the back. They like their defenders. Their, well, their full-backs well, like, like to get really to Firmino. Well. Yeah. yeah they, well, getting crosses from wide areas. They just like to play very, you know, high line and all that. Mm. But I think like, whatever wins you games, like you just said, exactly, I, I don't yeah. have a problem with Atletico doing that. Um, it's also fun to watch. It was really fun to watch just every time Liverpool would get forward and then just somebody hoofs it up. Um, it's it's quite entertaining to watch. When a when a team has a really good defence like that, it can be really fun to watch. So 
Yeah, it's entertaining You're enough. Pretty sure Alex Oxford Chamberlain must have at least broken four fans' noses with his <laughs> oh, wow. rose-ed thunderbolts. Yeah. Missing the goal by a mile. Also, I enjoyed it as a United fan. I just find it quite funny. So. Well, you had some a drink of that, obviously. Uh, in the last podcast, I did talk about Lask and how they're doing pretty well in the Europa League. Uh, they well, got, not anymore. They got past days in Alkmaar. That, and then they drew Manchester United and uh, resur- behind a, closed doors. A resurgent United. A resurgent United, a, yes. a resurgent for now. We've had plenty of resurgences the past four years and none of them have ended well. So well, this game against Leicester was played behind closed doors and obviously mm. Manchester United played Manchester City at the weekend. So obviously they're used to behind the, by playing with no yeah. fans. So. Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, well, that was at Old Trafford, actually, so... I was agreeing oh, with yeah, you there, thinking yeah, the Etihad. Yeah. Uh, now nah, we've won plenty of games at the Etihad as well recently, so... First time we've done the double for 10 years against City. Yeah, that's, that's mad. Um, but Is it first time since the Michael Owen yeah. scored Michael that Michael Owen scored yeah. the winner, yeah. But Manchester's always been red anyway, so... <laughs> well, we Manchester United obviously won 5-0 at Lask uh, over... Lask. 5-0 in Linz over Lask. Mm-hmm. Um... Goals from Odion Nogalo was, was on stop with his first goal. Were he juggling it? That's my watch going off. Um, Tell it to stop. Yeah. Odion right. uh, Nogalo's goal against Lask was brilliant. Uh, every one of the five goals was brilliant. Odion uh, Nogalo's was the pick of the bunch, but they're all really good goals. Uh, Dan James uh, ended his goal drought. 32 had, games without a goal. Yeah, we also had. Uh, uh, Mason Greenwood scoring. Mason Greenwood, uh, Andres Pereira, and Juan Mata. Juan Mata, and All obviously Andres, Andres Pereira. That goal in the ninety third minute. Mm. You've got to be poor to concede to Andres Pereira. Yeah, yeah it was, was a, a it was, was a really poor goalkeeping as well from yeah. from Schlager. Sh- should have done better there, but obviously he didn't really expect the shot. He should have done better for a lot of the goals. What well, all of the goals that game? Well, like, apart from Agalos, Agalos was I mean, unstoppable. Poor well. goalkeeping from Adrian Challing his inner carrius there. Oh, oh against against that first, yeah, yeah, away for that first goal. What is it about goalkeepers? Goalkeepers have all just turned rubbish past few weeks. Still got the coronavirus. No, I think it's I think it's something to do. I think there's a lot of pressure on goalkeepers nowadays, obviously, because there's. Teams need to win. Teams want clean sheets, and there's a lot of pressure on these goalkeepers. And it turns out they're yeah, not as good. Ederson as, as well. Ederson, Ederson is shocking. Yeah. Shocking, actually. You know. Maybe they just don't want to catch anything. They think can't catch a ball, so can't catch a disease. Mm. <laughs> anyway, and then also as well, we in the Champions League we had uh, well Jose Mourinho complaining that his had to deal with injuries yet. Every team has to deal with injuries. I think the Mourinho, I think regardless of whichever manager they had it, I don't think there would have been a resurgence. I mean, Spurs were just on a perennial decline. Yeah. Year after year since they finished second, they've declined. Mm. The Champions League final was, was a fluke. A fluke. <laughs> they, from a they, in terms a fluke. of their, their league form and the, the numbers they're putting up has just declined. The loss of Moussa Dembele really impacted that, and I think they've got worse ever since he left. Yeah. I mean, Ondombe was meant to replace Dembele, but uh, obviously... They replaced him in the naming front, that's In the naming it. front, replaced yeah. Dembele with an Ondombe. Um, but other than that, there's he hasn't really improved. Mourinho's been on his back. Until, much the recruitment, since, until the recruitment improves, then well, they're going to improve I think squads. Tottenham are kind of uh, paying for the fact that they didn't sign anyone for two, three windows. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, really that's suffering. that's really showing now that well, the players are getting and older. And they've not got the best manager. So, like, I mean, Mourinho's never a manager that has gotten the best out Klopp, of Klopp gets Liverpool to the Champions League final with a 
not nowhere near as fantastic squad as they have now. Yeah, and he realizes, okay, we've lost the final. Here's where we need to improve. The board back him. Suddenly, he's he's stop, stomping his way to Champions League, and he's got the best squad in the league. Spurs lose the Champions League final, sell a couple of players, sign no one of any improvement to the well, squad. Yeah. They've replaced players. They've not improved the squad. They've not widened the squad, and they've got worse. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we've had also key injuries to Kane and uh, Moore as well. I think was injured. Or, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Moore yeah, um, Son's out as well. Um, they haven't ever had a decent backup to Harry Kane, except uh, not Marcus Uente, um, Fernando Uente uh, last season, uh, where he scored the, that key goal against Manchester City, but that's about it. That's the only decent backup striker they've had for a while. Superman punch into the net. Uh, it was off his hip, okay? It wasn't off his elbow. I'll, I'll, that's the ground I'll die on, it came off his hip. Even if it did, still counted. So. <laughs> Even if it did come off his elbow, it still counted. Um, I think Tottenham are on a decline, and I don't see any way out. See, yeah. um, I think Mourinho's not the wrong man for the job, but he's not the right man. Either. He's not the right man either. Like he can steady the ship. He can maybe pull him up the table. You know. Win him a trophy. I mean, I think that's what he's there. He's even he's just a, an FA Cup or something. Yeah. I think he's I mean, there. Without the FA Cup, there are well, all, yeah. all the competitions. But for the rest in of terms, the season, I think but... they know this is a transition season. But I think replace, replacing key figures in the squad. I mean, Harry Kane will probably stay again because he's been injured, so there won't be real much interest for him. But is getting back up to Kane. So when Kane is injured again, if hope he's not, but if he is, then getting that person that can carry, you know, hike the team up, get the goals. And the board need to back Mourinho as well. Mm. Although he's not he's not known for being the best signer of players. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not as well as his career's kinda of done now. Um well, his, a, his tactic of just shouting at players when they're not doing well it, it isn't well, there was working a anymore. Theory online saying that when Chelsea lost four two to Bradford in the FA Cup a few years ago, mm-hmm. that was the game that broke Mourinho, and he hasn't even been the same since. And it's an interesting theory, really. Wow. That again, it would for me not uh, for United. He wasn't proper Mourinho for Spurs. He hasn't been proper Mourinho um, when he lost to Bradford. I think he did go on to win the title that season still, but then... 1450, yeah, I think that was the them. last time we'd seen Real Mourinho. And then dropped out, um, and then got sacked uh, later on in the next season. Um, uh. I think that's a pretty interesting theory. Uh, the other Champions League games, Atalanta-Valencia was a fantastic game. Yes, yeah. Pinochet is unstoppable. All those fans must have really been happy they saw those seven goals. Well, that one, wait, that one, wait, that wait, behind closed. <laughs> exactly, yeah. They had the, I seen they had that one statue um, of a like a, a really famous fan or supporter of Valencia. Yes, yes. Uh, um, I forgot his name, but the, yeah, the statue of the the blind man who went to go see Valencia with his season ticket still went to games when he was diagnosed as blind and then uh, passed away. Early shame on they're knocking the stadium down next year. Oh yeah, they are. They're, oh, they're, you they, think they, they, they've nearly finished on. work on the new Mestalla. Hmm. I reckon I reckon they've moved the statue down. It's in a much nicer part of town actually than New Mestalla. Yeah. The old one's a bit of a hassle to get to. It's near. It's just at the in the suburbs near a shopping centre. The new one's bang splat in the like financial district. That's like the all the high rises. Of, that's the opposite of Aberdeen's tradition. Yeah. 
Like, <laughs> you, yeah, it's moving moving stadiums centrally in the city. It's just much better. It's better transport link. I remember doing doing the stadium tour. Them stuff. I had to trek about forty minute walk. Got the bus and then forty minute walk to the stadium. Wow. And the other game in uh, the Champions League this midweek was PSG versus Dortmund. Um, PSG winning two 0 on the night, taking them through to the next round. It was embarrassing, wasn't it? The, the celebrations against Holland. They had been Dortmund were rattled. I mean, the red. I don't know if you saw the red Emery Chan red card. So he's a pulls a tackle on Neymar. Neymar reacts poorly to it, stands up, gives Emery Chan a wee headbutt. Emery Chan doesn't react, stares him down. Neymar falls himself to the ground. A scuffle breaks out. Emery Chan sent off. Neymar escapes without even even getting a yellow. Uh, that, that red cow came towards the end of the game. PSG yeah. almost two. The game, the game was finished by then. But but Neymar's celebration. Um, he did the Holland celebration where he got on the floor and did the meditating thing. The players mm. did it after the game on the pitch and then uh, in the changing rooms after the game. It's it's a bit embarrassing for the club, seeing as well, Erling Holland was playing in Norway eighteen months ago and is nineteen years old. It wasn't all the players. It was the. Fortnite playing dabbing merchants of Neymar, Mbappe. Mbappe, and the other couple Brazilian players. They're just jealous that they're not as good as Haaland, probably. Yeah, I mean, I mean Mbappe, yeah, but Haaland is, yeah. Mbappe is the only one on Haaland's level, absolutely. certainly. Ha- Haaland is a much higher ceiling than Neymar. I reckon Mbappe and Haaland is the new Messi and Ronaldo. Everyone, everyone looks back at the players who were and fantastic, but never really <laughs> made it. It's the players that were fantastic, but never really made it, never really won a Ballon d'Or World Cup, and... The main thing comes down to attitude problems. Neymar. Neymar. Someone like that. Uh, fat Ronaldo. Original Ronaldo, whatever you want to call I've, him. I've, didn't never, he win a Ballon d'Or? He won two, but he never really kicked on. I mean, his career was done by the time he was 28, 27, yeah. 27, 28, because of his, his drinking and boozing his and his knee well, injury and his haircut. As well haircut. as uh, players that didn't really turn out to be any good in the first place, but Adriano, for example, mm. the value was Again, unbelievable. Again, attitude, dr- drink, drinking and boozing. And Any Hearts player who Hearts fans say is their next saviour. Any Hearts Van- player scores Van- more than six goals. Van- <laughs> no, Hearts fans. Vanacek's going to be our saviour. Turns out to play one game, then get booted. Machino's our new saver. Gets designed resigned to the bench. Ten years know. ago, they, Rudy Scatcho was their saviour. Scored, uh, well, scored a goal in their 5 1 thumb and hips in the final. Leaves the next season for like the Czech League and just ceases to exist. Mm. <laughs> uh, as well as you work league action. Uh, and you told me a stat, uh, but none of the teams playing at home won. Yeah, none of the Europa League home teams won, except... Uh, who beat Copenhagen? Um, Istanbul, Bishikshir. Yes. Yeah, so, and that was a 1-0, but there were how many, eight games, six not, uh, two not played, so it was six games, five, four home losses and one home draw. Yeah, Inter Hatafe and Sevilla versus Roma won. The Spanish Italian ties were not played, yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, but um, we, there was a really interesting result with Eintracht Frankfurt one, Basel three. That I didn't watch the highlights of this. Basel were were brilliant. Uh, I think they're back to kind of, well, they're, they're getting back to. They're the, still not dominating the. They're still not. They haven't won the league for a few seasons now. I think young boys have yeah, got boys their grip back, but yeah. Basel are certainly. They're developing better. They're still developing better talent. They're still kicking on, and they still got well, fantastic a, kit. So there was a still there was a time a few years ago where Basel had uh, Ikanji, who's now at Dortmund, Salah, who's now at Liverpool, and Buelan Bolo, I think, is at Schalke still. Yeah. But he was he was a real wonder kid back in the mm. day. 
think he might have been sold by Schalke to someone else at Wolfsburg. Like that, eh? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's at like a Hoffenheim or something, I'm pretty sure. Much and glad back. They're yeah. actually pushing for the title. Oh. Yeah. Should be pushing for the title if the league wasn't called off. Yeah. It's yeah the, the the way in which this this league being called the, all these leagues being called off. It's hard to kind of see what's going to happen. See how everything's going to line up. So uh, we'll end our discussion on the midweek matches there. Um, but we'll have another quiz first. Um, yes. So this weekend. Uh, both the Old Firm and the Merseyside derby were due to be played. I did use mm. this research for these questions uh, before the leagues were cancelled. So who is the only player to score in the Old Firm derby, the Merseyside derby and the Manchester derby? Right, so the question was, who was the only player to score in the Old Firm, the Merseyside derby and the Manchester derby? You got, got any ideas? Okay, okay. Um, are we talking 90s? We're talking 90s, early 2000s. What's the guy? He played for United, Liverpool Rangers. He, Scott, Scott Brown laughed at him and did the, the, the Bruni in front of him with the hair, oh, the mohawk. Is it him? What's his name? <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Oh. Um, j- 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 something. Hajjouf. Yeah, Hajjouf. Yeah. No. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. No. no. Well, he wasn't known as a scorer of goals. If I say it, he played for Rangers, Everton, and United. Oh. Okay. Rangers, Everton, and United. It's not. Oh, um, so are they Scottish? No, they gone? Oh, they're not Scottish. They're, okay. I was thinking. Maybe. Are they European? They, I think they're European. You think? Mm. I think they're European. You're meant to research these questions, mate. Did Louis Saha ever make a stint at Rangers? No. Can we have the order um, in which... So was it Rangers, Everton, then United, or...? Was Rangers... Yeah, second to begin. Oh, he's turned the screen off. He's turned the screen off, you can't... You can't see. Um, oh, that's the angle I was going for. he's French or something. No, he's not French. He is from Eastern Europe. Oh, Ooh, okay. Russian? Almost. Bulgarian. No. Quite more than Ukrainian. Okay, so played for Manchester United first, then Everton, then Rangers. More north than Russia? No. Or more north than Bulgaria? More north than Bulgaria. He played for Manchester United between 91 and 95, for Everton between 95 and 97, and for Rangers between 98 and 2002. Oh, so Rangers would be post-career dawn. Was he from Ukraine? Yes, he was from Ukraine. Oh, man. I don't know any Ukrainian United. I'm blanking on uh, Ukrainian United players. As yeah, well. exactly. Joyce Tay? Got it. Andrei Kanchelskis. Oh, Kanchelskis. I thought he was Russian. Yeah, I thought he was Russian as well. And I could just give him the Ukrainian. Oh, he was born in Ukraine, but he played for Russia. Ah, uh, see. That's, that's he would have been born in the Soviet Union. Yeah, he was born oh. in the Ukrainian SSL. It's like uh, Yarmolenko was born in Moscow but plays for Ukraine. Mm. Yeah, so he played for the Soviet Union between 1991. See how me and, uh, and Andy have been rubbish in the quiz questions this time around. Yeah. Who's still leading on the over, overall score? Oh, I haven't, got, I haven't got my original notebook with me. So I'm I sure I'm winning. I, don't know. I, th- no, I, I, got, I got three you questions got loads, in the last Yeah, because you only had we only no. one question in the first podcast. Yeah. And then I think Kyle won a Kyle won Kyle, a Kyle, Kyle got, Yeah, because the last time I think we had 
the last question was the Middlesbrough Barcelona players. And then oh, yeah. You got one. I got Valdez. Kyle got yeah. one, and then yeah. and okay. they didn't get... Um, Are they, did we get to take a look at that? Uh, there's one more question coming up uh, later. Oh, well, on. we'll see. Um, the last thought of all that, uh, Marcus, you wanted to take... Uh, the Hibs AGM. Um, and oh man! Talk about See, that was what two weeks ago. So I've forgotten, ago. I've forgotten everything, but I can try and fish out again. Um, I'll just whip it out what you put on me. Oh, oh yeah, so. I think I, I sent a big spiel to the chat like, "Oh, we're gonna win the Champions League in five We're gonna win the league. Just we're like Hearts uh, back with Romanov. Nah, I don't think it's the same as Romanov. Um, I think Ron Gordon has a a lot more sense than Romanov than Hearts are gonna win the Champions League. Um, or saying that sort of thing. No teams that have had new owners and in an attempt Made to win the league have won, have won the Champions League yet. Well, Ron Gordon, all he's saying is we, that. He I think wants the, the only European team that both City and PSG have is the uh, Cup Winners' Cup. Yeah, which they had before fancy ownerships. Yeah. I guess Chelsea are the only team that have gone out, bought yeah. a squad to win the Champions League and have done it, but they also had two Cup Winners' Cups. Yeah, they took a while to win it, yeah. they just, didn't they? And they were so a the bit thing, lucky as the well. thing with Ron Gordon, though, is the only thing he's saying is that he wants Hibs to be competing in the top four of Scottish football. Which, which is they should enough. they should be they should anyway be anyway but we're just per, like consistent I mean, achievers. the two the two biggest clubs in Scotland or should be the two Glasgow clubs and the two Edinburgh clubs in terms of no it should be Hibs and uh, Hibs really there we go so <laughs> I've, I've got what I'm going to put in the chat so it's going to okay a big screen between the East End and the Dunbar End where the advertising boards are at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, so the big, screen. Uh, the big screen that'll help uh, bring in more revenue from having adverts up in there. Um, I mean I think. Uh, the Celtic Park style big screen as well yeah. uh, opposing fans and Jambos are able to see the goals back from that we score against them so I mean uh, at this rate that. in the Edinburgh derbies there are the away team always wins let's not so. talk about the last Edinburgh derby because yeah, we're not, yeah. we might not let's, let's, uh, Kyle's not here he doesn't need to I heard, I heard yeah. you left early Marcus I didn't <laughs> you left at, I left, I left at 3-0 I left at 3-0 but time. we're not going to focus on it too much Kyle isn't here so he's not here to gloat over it so it didn't happen there we go <laughs> um, double the playing budget by 2023 um, yeah buzzed we can get better players than Mavrias and Nellum so it's good Nellum <laughs> <laughs> Nellum oh what a guy um, I wish we had him back just for that role but not for his playing ability <laughs> Yeah. I mean to be honest we do need a left back so get him back Oh yeah, I just, I just remembered that we've got Louis Stevenson mm-hmm. as our main left back, so maybe yeah, Nellon wouldn't. He's be... been playing left back for Hibs for fifteen years. And maybe Nellon wouldn't be that much worse. Um, okay, yeah. Hibstor Edinburgh Airport, which I think they should do anyway because it's uh, Edinburgh I don't think, Airport. I don't think that was a confirmed feature. I think that was something he brought up when he was speaking to uh, yeah. shareholders as potential. But I'd like it. It means that tourists. I mean, Edinburgh gets a ton of tourists. Yeah. And especially from Europe, and they they're at Edinburgh Airport. They're thinking, I wanna buy the football shirt of the local team and they see a hip store they're like green's a good colour um, maroon is disgusting so well, I'm going to buy green I mean the fact in the, in, in the Livy Centre you've got the big Celtic store like the massive one in the yeah, Livy Centre yeah in, in, yeah, in Livy Centre you have the Celtic store you think, I think you've got Rangers stores somewhere near there as well you've got, I'm not sure in Livingston but I think uh, uh, there's not in, one at the Livy Centre but, yeah. but there's the, the Rangers have their big one on Buchanan Street the big Rangers shop and then the Celtic the Celtic shop's just around the corner of that yeah. in Glasgow yeah um, you've got I, I've seen Celtic open new one like somewhere in Renfrewshire yeah. or something like that but yeah uh, talks with seven other European clubs to create a scouting network which sounds like a really good deal um, yeah if we get networks up with Ajax and Dortmund and teams like that we're sorted um, yeah, you need, yeah if you're wanting like 
short-term successes where maybe good cup runs and stuff. You want those lone players from these bigger from clubs. These big European clubs. So you, you want to be attractive. You want to be academy, like, you know. we want people to send talent here. Yeah. And, get, and then also uh, invest one million into the redevelopment of East Road, which will include expansion of corporate and hospitality, but also create a fan zone near the East Stand where fans can go before and after the games. Um, yeah, we can celebrate Derby wins, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, Hope well, so. Hips also, uh, they already have the Behind the Goals bar, but it looks like they want to expand and do do more fan stuff. I think involve the fans a lot more, which yeah. which is a good sure, sign. That, that fans would be great when they finally re- remove the drinking ban from Scottish football. Oh, finally. Ron Gordon has talk, uh, talked about um, getting that lifted. So yeah, I saw, saw that. Can't wait. Um, but there's just a problem, uh, not to pick on you too much, but whenever I bring this up with my granddad, um, he's always really harsh in the old firm, saying that, oh, it, we used to be able to well, the sit, old, sit old where you want. Well, the old firm fans got it banned. Yeah, well, yeah, he was saying you used to be able to sit where you want. Um, he he was there for the 7-0 at Tynecastle. He said he was sitting next to his jambo pal there. Um, you know, I, that, I, that I, was I back think, in the old days of football. I, I don't, don't think, think segregation is being is going to be removed anymore. Nah, but just but blaming that sort of thing in the old firm. Just no, the segregation wasn't an old firm thing. It was a, Oh, well, my granddad blames that in use, but... <laughs> segregation was just a football-wide thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it creates better atmosphere for both, both sets of fans anyway. Yeah, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, because you're with, with your own fans and you can do chants or whatever. Um, I, I was at the... Rug- Get TIFOs as well. TIFOs, TIFOs wouldn't work. Well, rugby, yeah, rugby, there's no segregation. Yeah, I was at the Rugby League semi-finals a few years back um, when they were at Wembley and there was no segregation there. Yeah, well, even in international rugby, still, there's no... Yeah. You just yeah. get a seat, you sit. Sometimes you don't even get a seat, you just find one. Yeah, it's, it's just go to a seat, sit there. I think I don't think we'll, we'll have that back in football. Um, well... Hibs look to improve, be improving off the pitch, but on the pitch, things aren't going well. Um, lost no. to Aberdeen last time out, and then the midweek before against Hearts. We're not going to dwell on that because, frankly, me and Marcus as Hibs fans, we don't really want. I'm to happy talk to about talk it. about the Aberdeen game because uh, I don't think, or I'm, I'm not disappointed with the team after that. I just think it was a bad refereeing decision. Well. I am disappointed with him. Nobody um, should be disappointed. Uh, yeah. No, I, I just said I wasn't disappointed. No, I'm disappointed in the fi- in the way that we fell apart after just uh, con- after well, con- conceding, but also getting a player sent off. Like um, I'm sure if Aberdeen were one nil ahead and had a player sent off, they'd just shut up shop, and they do that really well consistently, and they get points from it. But Hibbs ne- crumbled again. Um, even Martin Boyle coming out and saying that he thinks the team gave up. That's not what you want to hear. Um, I just want to know why Derek McInnes dresses like Diego Simeone. Has nobody brought that up with his <laughs> black shirt? <laughs> That's a good I, I don't think we'll ever see Derek McInnes do the cojones celebration, but cojones. We'll, we'll wait until the Scottish Cup semi-finals eventually get played and they might be Celtic. Uh, <laughs> I'm still adamant that Aberdeen aren't as good as everyone makes them out to be. I think Hibs... If, if, I sound better here, but honestly, if we'd kept Whitaker on, if we'd went man for man with them, we were the better team the whole of the first half, easily. We should have been more up as well. So it's just the fact that we need to sort the defence out. So if we manage to get that done for next season, we've we're good. key injuries in defence. Joe Newell, it's since Joe Newell's been out, because we were fantastic at Killy, and that was when the last time he's played. Joe Newell. Uh, I've seen him play many times for Peterborough, completely inconsistent. He was inconsistent towards the start of the season, but now he's really coming to his own. See, if you said to people at the start of the season that Newell and Doidge will be our best performers come the end... They'll just laugh at you, yeah, yeah, because those those were two players who looked to be 
flop signings. Different times. Adam Jackson as well is fantastic now. Really different player. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, no. Talking to another ex-Peterborough United player, um, Connor Washington's goal against Hibs in the Edward Derby. Very similar to the kind of goals he used to score for Peterborough. Um, certainly scored that goal about Did, a million Peter times. Were Peterborough playing against Hanlon and Stevenson in defence, though? Uh, no, no, probably <laughs> against uh, uh. slightly different defenders, probably younger better but I'm not surprised yeah. there um, yeah. so yeah any, anything else football wise that people want to bring I mean, up because if we're going to talk about the derby then can we just say why is it Hearts always score absolute bangers at Easter Road like you've got Hickey's goal you've got Bozinich's goal the last derby they're all kind of mm. Ollie Lee's goal like they always I just remember score all, amazing I was at the goals. pub with my Jambo mate oh, he just went his, he knocked his pint all over me when the Ollie Lee going in oh man that must have been awful. Yeah, that, that was the game just after Christmas last year, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, was a while It was ago. 20, 29th of December. 29th of December, yeah, yeah. I remember because we, we were there on an absolute bend around. I remember I came up from home specifically for that match and then regretted it as soon as Oli Lee's got winning. That was when Liverpool beat, it was the same night Liverpool beat Arsenal 5-1 and everyone was like, oh, Liverpool actually decent. All oh, right. Yeah, that was, the, that was the time I think, uh, yeah. Liverpool <laughs> winning games. I think that that I think that started their unbeaten run at home. I think didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Or the winning run at home. I can't remember which one it is. Mm. So yeah. Uh, any, anything else? We've got no real football to talk about. There's nothing. I think we were going to talk about deep uh, Demar Hop and the 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 protests against mm. him. I think Kyle knows more about that. So yeah. Leave that for him leave that for, for next. It'll week. be an ongoing thing. I mean, there's oh, yeah. every when the Bundesliga returns, they'll continue with the protests. I don't think it's something they'll sweep under the rug. No. I mean, no. And I think there are, there has been protest about that, and there has been uh, quite a lot of confusion from English fans as well because he's just doing what. Shake Mansour's done for Man City, what Roman Abramovich has done for Chelsea. There's a different kind of there's a different There's a different fan culture, there's a different in, Germany. culture for yeah. in Germany. But I guess for this podcast, that's it. Um, do we have another question? Oh yes, we do have another question. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Um, there is only one player to have played for both Celtic and Real Madrid. Can you name them? Them? Him? Him, oh. sorry. Mm. One player. Um, I should know this. Oh, Real Madrid. We have had a couple of players head off to Barca. Madrid. Why do I have Jackie McNamara sticking my head? After all, he went to McNamara. United. He went to Dundee United. Okay, are we talking post 2000s? or? Uh, it's 2000s ish. Let me just have uh, oh, a quick look. He's not going to be a Scottish You've player. really stepped up these questions from Andy Robertson uh, yeah. week one. Yeah, I've made them considerably harder. So he's. It is Okay, is um, he Scottish? No. Okay, no, because I don't think Real Madrid have had many Scottish players at no. all. <laughs> uh, he played for Real Madrid between two thousand five and two thousand six. Oh okay. he joined Celtic after it. Is he Spanish or Portuguese Port- or something? Italian. He started his career in Denmark in nineteen ninety five. Denmark. Oh, it's one of those so is he play really play up, up top? Uh, is he is he from Denmark? Is he an attack? He is is he an attack? Did he move Attacking. into a defender, a defensive role? No. So we had between about two thousand like four to two thousand ten. Yeah. We just had a bunch of like 
random European midfielders and strikers like we had like Jan Venegor and all these like wild players just thrown in out of the squad for like two seasons at a time and then move on. I mean, who, who do this is definitely one of those players. It's one of those guys. I'm lost. Played for Everton. Thomas Gravison. Yes. Yes. I remember he played for Celtic. I remember I watched him. He scored against Hibs. Uh, when I was I've, I watched I've seen him play what like, like 2006 time or? yeah uh, we, we, the one uh, that, that, that I saw him um, against Hibs at Easter Road Real Madrid were, were scouting when they were Everton but they signed the wrong player but I can't remember I, I can't remember the story behind that they yeah. signed Thomas Gravison instead of a different player Yeah, but I can't remember what that was yeah. anyway uh, we're going to be heading into self-isolation now to hide from the coronavirus and to you know Play football management and get over our, our loss of loss, loss of our beautiful game. I was playing FIFA 15 the other day. I've <laughs> been playing FIFA 16. It's actually really fun. Older FIFAs are much better. Um, yeah, but then again, you don't get like I had to create Erling Haaland. It it, it uh, on FIFA 16. I, I just wanted Erling Haaland. I had to make him and Kylian Mbappe 65 rated. It's it's annoying. I'm gonna be playing The Last of Us because that's a quality game and I've not played it for a while so I'm going to go through the campaign I think we're going to go turn this into the the gaming podcast if football yeah. does not continue yeah um, es- esports it's going to take e- off now yeah. you don't need spectators they're all online that, that was one of my my um, ideas for for solving the league is um, ch- each club chooses a player and plays a FIFA tournament a FIFA tournament and see who wins the, like the, plays the rest of the games on FIFA Oh, well, you can tell City would win the league because the amount of times Benjamin 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 is injured all the season, you know he he just sweats out FIFA. Anyway, yeah, uh, that is it for uh, this podcast. Thank you to both Marcus and Andy for joining me today and thank you guys for listening. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and on Podbean and hopefully uh, you'll be able to hear us soon. Um, We never know when when we'll be back, so... um, Go and wash your hands. And... Don't, and <laughs> yeah. we wish you well we hope uh, you stay safe and stay alive and stay healthy uh, thank you guys for listening yeah.